This is a Saddleback Church podcast. Have you ever found yourself in a spiritual desert? A time in your life when you've struggled to feel God's nearness? When the spiritual habits or, or practices you once enjoyed feel empty or a struggle? It's possible that you were at the wall. Maybe you're even there right now. Every believer has experienced or will experience this spiritual wrestling as theologians have chronicled this experience over centuries. It's been called many things by many different writers, but what is the wall and how should we think about it? Is the wall something that is trying to repel us or is it really an invitation to something better? My guest today is Rob Jacobs, spiritual growth pastor at Saddleback Church, and he is going to walk us through understanding what the wall is, what it isn't, and how we can grow through our experience at the wall. My name is Jason Wheland, and this is Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your friendship with God. Now, my conversation with Rob Jacobs. Rob, thanks for being here today to talk about such a, a fun topic like I'm the wall. Glad to be here. Glad to be invited. <laughs> I only try to bring you on to talk about some of the hard topics. You know, we talked about what it means to abide in Christ. We talked about, uh, um, we talked about, oh shoot, the, uh, I forget the episode that we did in, uh, in the Christmas season. We did one in the Christmas season, and then we're doing this one on the wall. So only Clearly the hard topics. Clearly a memorable episode. <laughs> well, let's see if I'm up for the challenge. It was about a word. Oh, divine. We talked about divine. Oh, that's right. That's yes. right. Um, so I, brought, I, asked you to, I asked you to talk about the wall because we're talking about emotional health, and we're talking about um, how people are growing, and they find themselves in different stages. I'll, I'll ask you to recap the Jesus stages a little bit. But the wall part, that's where we get to sit and wrestle with our emotions. So that's why we wanted to talk about this topic today. So for people um, who, who don't remember our Jesus stages episode, it's in the show notes below. Um, but give us the, the TLDR version of it, the too long, I didn't read version of the Jesus stages for people. Yeah, so Jesus stages... Uh is just a kind of our version of what's known in development and psychological and even spiritual uh, theory um, around an idea called stage theory. So it's an idea of movement through stages or phases within the life of faith. And this has a long history in the church. So I think if you just think about how people grow, um, it'll, you'll instantly kind of connect to it. So we know that all of us move from infants a child, to an adult, to parents and empty nesters, and eventually on the grandparents. And for some of us who are on the other side of maybe 40 or so, uh, we've maybe experienced this thing called a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. So when we think about, as you as you hear us talking about the wall today and the, and the sequence, kind of just think about that place when you reach the midlife crisis of your life. So we might think about maturity then being uh, who you are meant to be at whatever stage you're at. All of the stages that we talk about in the Jesus stages are great because all of them are in Jesus. Yeah. Um, so again, stage theory is just the idea that we move through stages or phases within our life. And um, sometimes we go back. Sometimes we, you know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit move us forward. 
Um, so if we think about the J stage, that's kind of the joining to Jesus. Um, and so let's look at that through the lens of love, maybe for an example. So we're joined to God's love. We reach out to God and we receive his love. That's would be the first stage. Mm -hmm. Um, over time, we might be moved into the E stage. So that's kind of the educating and equipping. We deepen the knowledge and nature of God and his love. We deepen our love of God and our love of others. And then the Holy Spirit over time will maybe move us into the S stage. That's the serving and sharing stage where we're serving and sharing out of God's love. And we love others and we serve others and we go to the world to tell others about the love of God. Um, then we might reach the wall and which, so I'll come back to that. But if we go past the wall, we would enter the kind of the use stage. That's understanding the unity of our identity in Christ. So we're, we're healed by his love and we can love the broken. And then finally, the, the last stage, the S stage is surrendered. So we abandon all of our life to his love. And this is the place where we can even come to love our enemies. However, in the middle of that, we might hit the wall. Yeah. And that's a feeling of the loss of his love. That's where we start yeah. to doubt his love. Um, so the wall is kind of working through unresolved emotional pain. Um, you could think of it again as the, the midlife crisis, um, a stuck seeker, a doubter, yeah. maybe. Um, this place of questioning your faith, processing emotions and issues from our childhood and other traumas. Um uncovering our own emotional pain, understanding challenges that we have with God. Um, it's a place where sometimes you might feel lost, where you feel unsure, c confused, or even hurting. Hmm. Um, so that's kind of generally what we mean by the Jesus stages and how the wall fits into that. Uh, okay, so I think what's important for people to come to terms with is that there isn't a, a right or wrong stage to be in. It's just kind of, that's right. it's where you find yourself. Where you find yourself. And that's yourself. okay. Jesus is with you in whichever stage that that's you're right. in. That's why we call it the Jesus stage, because every stage of this, you are in Jesus. Yeah. And the wall is the same thing. The wall is in Jesus. It's not a stage, though. Yeah. It's it's more, think of it more of as a passage. Mm. Um, so, again, with these stages, I know it feels, the way we like to think, you know, is linear. It's just like linear, Everything yeah. goes linear, but it's. It's more cyclical. So sometimes you're in the J stage, moving to the E, and then you might go back to the J stage. Or that's okay. Um, you're in the that final S stage. Like we had, we know someone who's a friend yeah. of the show, Carolyn Baker, and like she like epitomizes the S stage. 100%. I mean, she just walks around fully surrendered to Jesus, talking to him constantly. But even there, you know, there can be moments where she finds that first love of getting Jesus and goes back to the E stage. And, like and, and really she might find herself the at the wall, too, again. And she can find herself at the wall. So, again, the wall is just a, a passage. It's It separates kind of the early stages to the later stages. Mm. Um, and so, well, let's dig into the wall yeah. a little bit. Let's So, it's a time in a person's spiritual journey where they might encounter a significant obstacle or challenge that might seem kind of like unexplainable because you're like, mm. why am I feeling this way? Yeah. Um, it's often described as kind of like a spiritual crisis. There's a famous term in the um, kind of the spiritual writer's circles that's called the dark night of the soul. Yeah. Um, so it's where you might feel stuck or you're stagnant in your faith. Um, you might experience a sense that your progress and your growth has, has stopped. And it just feels like things have come to a halt with your relationship with God. And so when, you, when you're when you there, that's you're up against the wall. 
Yeah. Um, and so the there's a purpose, though, for the wall. The wall is to challenge our faith and force them to kind of confront some of our spiritual limitations and deal with and uncover some of the maybe emotional issues that we never dealt with previously. Um, and it's, it's just a place where God wants to maybe kind of feel like he's pulling away for us from us, but it gives us an opportunity to persevere and develop kind of a deeper understanding of faith and a stronger connection of God because we persist in our pursuit of him yeah. while we're dealing with some of these issues. Um, so again, the, the, the idea of, of a dark night of the soul, that's, that's a spiritual concept that refers to a time of kind of intense spiritual hardship or inner struggle. Now, many of these would have been like, say, monastics or monks or whatever. <laughs> sure. So it's like you're not going off into a cell by yourself or anything. But I think all of us have probably felt moments where you felt like spiritual hardship. There's like a bit of a struggle. So it's a, maybe you felt a sense of spiritual emptiness, maybe a sense of desolation, maybe a sense that you felt like God is not with you, Yeah, uh, which is not true. Yeah. But you, you feel that. You have that kind of sense of thing. And again, this was the, that term dark night of the soul was introduced by um, St. John of the Cross. He was a 16th century Spanish mystic and poet, and he wrote extensively about his own experience of the dark night. So what you find is that, again, it's part of our journey. It's not a stage that we stay in, it's, mm-hmm. but it's a passage from one stage to another. But it's a necessary part of growing deeper and more mat- with God and becoming more mature and um, yeah. confronting some of the limitations that we feel that we might have in our relationship with God. Yeah, I know. I, I think I like that point that it's it's something that everybody will hit at some point because that's just a part of our human nature. We, you know, it's a it's it, it's that wrestling with that brokenness in kind of a visceral way at the wall because, you know, I, I think you know it's we can describe it as this spiritual desolation a dark night of the soul idea for a lot of people i think that might show up in like it's it's really hard to have a quiet time you know but it's really hard to get into the bible you're just feeling like not drawn to it you're just feeling like i'm not i don't feel like i'm getting anything out of it it may be a long time since you've had a quiet time or you're just having a hard time spending time with god in prayer but it's it's that spiritual kind of um um, that emptiness that you were talking about where it just feels like everything is just not not jiving with your spirit right. at that time. Right. And if you found yourself in that place or you're feeling just really a discontent in things in your life, and oftentimes it can show up in in work or just an overall sense of joy. You're just like, I'm just not, fe- I'm just feeling like things are stressful. Like I'm just not finding joy in things. When you sit and wrestle with that, it may be that you're at the wall. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the there is certainly going to be issues of stress and lack of joy all through the, the ebb and flow of our normal daily life. And those may point to a moment when you're at the wall. Uh, the wall will probably feel longer and um, a little deeper um, because part of it is not only that sometimes the, the idea that God will, will pull things up, his, the sense of your experience of him, he's not pulling himself away from you. That's impossible yeah. he's in you, but the sense of your experience of that. Um, and it's also a place where you're going to confront and maybe deal with some of the emotional issues of the things that happened to you or didn't happen to you uh, as you were growing up. 
And so mm. they're, again, like I said, we're, they're still in Jesus, um, but you just don't have this strong sense of God's presence, even yeah. though he is present. Um, and so one, like one of the ways we, we start to think about how people react to this is um, you'll hear people talk about, I, I want more red meat from my pastor or something. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's, that's your best understanding of what you think it is you want. Like somehow the, the preaching is just not helping me or whatever. It's like, mm. actually, that's not that. It's, it's, there's some things you need to deal with, and God mm. wants you to deal with these things. Um, and so leaving to go to a different church isn't going to resolve anything related to the You're wall. still bringing you. You're still <laughs> bringing you, exactly. So, um, and there's not, also there's nothing wrong with you. So like what you're describing, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel super excited about the quiet, my quiet time, or I don't feel super excited about reading the Bible, or I'm like, I just I don't feel like praying, or yeah. it just feels like nothing's happening there. Like, yeah, that's right, because there's a sense of God kind of pulling back the the sensations you feel and the experience you have in those disciplines because he's trying to pull you to a deeper place with himself because you know the disciplines aren't god right yeah, they're yeah. a means to god so sometimes he he makes those disciplines seem less impactful because uh he's trying to pull you to a different place and move you through the wall to these deeper stages no i think i, I think that's a great point like Often, you know, if you look at the Jesus stage picture, it, uh, the wall typically comes between the S and the U, mm-hmm. and we see that, as you said, it's almost this passage into these deeper stages, these deeper um, experiences of abiding and being with God. And so a big part of that is God having to encourage you to wrestle with these things that you may not otherwise to say, I have more for you and you'll be better on the other side. It's having to go through that fire almost a little bit, you know? Yeah. So if you think about like the J stage, it's like, that's, that's that falling in love with Jesus. And then you're moving into the E stage and you're learning and growing and um, getting connected with other believers. And, you know, for, you can be in these stages for years. And Mm -hmm. then that S stage of serving and, and, you know, uh, being connected and going on mission and, and those sorts of things. But if if you want to get to the you stage where you're kind of the unity of your identity as a healed whole person, you're mm-hmm. going to have to do the things that require uh, of us to become a whole and healed person. And oftentimes that means dealing with some of the emotional issues, some of the emotional baggage that we kind of left behind as uh, a kid or a young adult or whatever that's connected to things that you know, should have happened to us, but didn't, or, or did happen that shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's, God wants all of you and he wants you healed and restored. And so this is a means, a spiritual means, uh, that again, all through the writings of Christian history that we see, and even the psychological literature would point to some of this as well, that there's just this moment where we have to start to confront and deal with these things. And so, um, yeah, so we reached that place. I remember this was a few years ago. A friend of ours, Rob, was at this at this place where just feeling this discontentment, just like and just didn't know what was going on. Just kind of like, oh, I'm just it just must be me. And then, um, and then he was talking with Ken Ba, a, a friend of ours, a friend of the show. Who and it was back when we were first kind of learning about stage theory and the wall was brand new to you know it was it wasn't something that we had spent a whole lot of time talking about as a team, and he came out of that conversation being like, 
Ken named it. I'm at the wall. And it yeah. just, and it kind of gives you that sense of like, okay, yeah. I can understand. This is a part of this. Okay. Everything is okay. <laughs> and it's, I'm, it's okay for me to be at the wall. It just gives me a name for what I'm in yeah. for this place. Sometimes the way I described it is you, you think about all the things you do, um, especially as you think about like church. Sometimes we, we just like, well, I'm doing all the things I'm checking all the boxes. And it just feels like you get to this place where you're like, so is this all it is? Like I've been, I've done, you know, all the classes I've been in a small group, I'm serving, I've gone on mission and I'm coming to church every weekend. And I'm just still like, so this is all it is. Hmm. And, um, and that place where sometimes you start to bump up against the wall and the way I like to sometimes describe it is you start to pick at this wall and you start to, you know, you know, you're taking a hammer to it or a, a pickaxe to it hmm. or something and then all of a sudden, a shaft of light comes shooting out. And then you realize, oh, there's something on the other side of this. Mm. And I want to do the work and go through the things I need to go through to get to the other side of that so I can go into this deeper place. Because what God is always saying is, there's even more. Mm. There's even more. And so that's, I feel like that's kind of a sense of like what it might visually feel like when you're up at the up against the wall. But again, you're still in Jesus. Yeah. It just kind of feels like... You're, it feels like you might be not, it feels confusing or whatever, uh, but there is more. And part of reaching that more is doing the work of, of healing and restoring ourselves and, and understanding these things that maybe are holding us from going into deeper places with Jesus. Well, I, and, and that's just a beautiful picture of that walk with Jesus is he will walk with us through the, you know, th- the early stages. He will walk with us through just, you know, that basic early stage relationship with him but he's also like hey there i got so much more of me to offer you and that's that that's that whole idea of christ is gain that you know that hey if you're if you're truly in you know want to be deeper and more attached to me i i got so much more abundance to offer you and so that'll be i, I think what's an interesting question in that is that in the emotional side of this, that it can lead to, being at the wall can take a pretty heavy emotional toll. It can come with a lot of different emotions. So could you talk a little bit about how the, what emotions generally accompany being at the wall? Yeah, for sure. The, 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 I mean, there is an emotional and spiritual aspect about being at the dark, in the dark night or being against the wall. Um, and it can, again, because it, it feels like a disconnection from God. St. John of the Cross described this as a deep and intimate sense of being lost and abandoned by God. Now, again, that's not true, but that sometimes feels like it might be true, right? Um, but he emphasizes, and I think people who understand and have gone through the wall, um, like they see the necessity of mm. this, Um he, he wrote, the soul that is in the darkness feels that it's abandoned and despised by everyone and what is worse by God. Yet in reality, it is cherished more by God than ever before. So even when you're in this difficult place of being up against the wall, you are still fully known, fully loved, fully in Jesus. It just feels hard. So feelings of abandonment would be common, feelings of shame because or guilt because it feels like you don't want to do all the, quote, church things. Yeah. Um, there might even be feelings of disgust with yourself, like how 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 could I be this way? Or uh, there might be confusion. There could be anxiety or fear. 
uh, you might even feel like you're depressed or something. Yeah. Um, so those feelings would be common because again, it's, it's a withdrawing of, of God's, um, uh, active making you feel his presence, even though he is present. Right. Mm-hmm. So some of those disciplines you love start to lose their impact because he's going to pull you through to these deeper places. Um, the spiritual writer Henry Nowen wrote that the wall is a time of pruning. It's a time when God removes the things in our lives that are holding us back from spiritual growth. So feeling like being pruned, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> Having things taken away or taken out or removed, yeah. but that would be part of it. Um, Dallas Willard, a great spiritual writer, wrote, The dark night is a time when we are stripped of all that is not of God and are left with our deepest desires for him. Uh, so again, a stripping away. Uh, Mother Teresa, I mean, a servant, servant, right? The dark night is a time of spiritual poverty, a time when we feel like we have nothing to offer God. But it is also a time when he can work most powerfully in us. So anything that feels like loss, being taken away, being stripped, being pruned, confusion, mm-hmm. just lack of excitement, those sorts of things would be completely normal if you're up against the wall. And again, Keep reemphasizing. Yeah. We call it the Jesus stages because you are in Jesus the whole time. Yeah. It's your sense of the experience mm. uh, that starts to ebb and be taken and pruned, and um, so. Yeah, I think I, I think for a lot of people, when they find themselves in these type of place in this wall type of experience, the instinct that we have is to try to work to get out of it. It's, I don't like this feeling, so I'm going to work extra hard to get out of it. Maybe it's, I need to do more church. I need to serve more. I need, you know, like, yeah, I'm not feeling it, but I just need to do more of this, more, more, more. So, um, but what can you say to people about what it truly looks like to move past the wall? You know, or that image that you gave of the cracking through the wall and you see the light. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, it, it's... For sure, people can hit the wall and bounce off mm. uh, because they're just not willing to do sor- sort of the um, introspective work needed to deal with some of the past issues around, certainly around the emotional stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. You come uh, up against the, against these hard feel against against this, and you just rebuild. You know, like nope. Yeah. So it's like I'm just going to go back to those earlier stages. Hey, great. It's it's again, it's all good in yeah. Jesus. But if you want to go to these deeper stages, especially the you stage where you're kind of, you go to this place of healing and, and really dealing with the issues of your identity and get and, and wholeness and restoration, um, it's going to take working through and going through the passage of the wall. Um, so one thing I would say is listen to the last two found episodes <laughs> we did. Yeah, we'll put they, them in the show notes. So, because the thing about the wall, it's not about having more Bible knowledge. Um, it's not about having these life hacks or willpower because you can't just force yourself through it. Uh, it's not about like super high spiritual moments either. It's, it's, it's one of the key features of the wall is that these things about information and personal effort and willpower aren't part of what gets you through uh, the, the wall. We have to rely on God's grace and God's guidance to navigate us through it. So it requires for us a significant amount of humility and trust because you have to even be humble enough to say, you know, I can't figure this out. I, I really need the Holy Spirit to be guiding me into this. So mm. um, 
when we're experiencing Jesus, we just need to be coming to grips with some of our past hurts, maybe dealing with some of our our habits and hangups that have been distracting from God, from others, and from truly understanding ourselves. Um, but it's coming to grips that um, your old ways maybe of being, quote, good, yeah. right? Being a good Christian, being a good Saddleback member, yeah. like checking all the boxes and doing all the things, that those things are taken away from you um, so that there can be a deepening um, and a restoration and a healing of things that may have been left uh, untouched. I think it's interesting um, to see the wall as an invitation yeah. rather than like, you know, this wall, which, which as we, as you say, it is, is, is usually thought of as like a barrier. It's, you know, it's do not pass, but the wall is actually an invitation to, you know, to really look at it's, I want you to chip this away. I want you to break down this wall. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it's a great way to explain it. It, it definitely is an invitation into deeper places. So for people who are at the wall, and I'm sure that there are people who are listening right now who are like, that describes me. Everything that you're saying describes where I'm at. What sort of resources or tools or tips or advice could you give to people for walking through that experience? Yeah. Uh, well, it's almost in a way precisely that there are no resources, tips, or tools, <laughs> because this is this is a leading from from God. Uh, but I would say what what the invitation is is to to not give up on the things that you have always been doing, mm-hmm. um, but to reflect on maybe um, just how there's there. I think there's a few things that we can be reflective of and mindful of to to join with the work of the Holy Spirit that's doing. Um, but again, this isn't going to be a willpower thing. So we don't stop worshiping, right? So you may not feel like going to church, but you still go to church. And part of that is now you're going to be worshiping God and you're healing Mm -hmm. as you're at the wall. Uh, we don't stop meeting with our small group and our brothers and sisters in Christ, because this is an opportunity to share questions and our hurts and our frustrations and the sense of abandonment with them. Um, we don't stop reading the Bible. We don't stop trying to learn more about God um, because learning about our and, and trying to understand, even learning about ourselves is a place we want to, we want to be leaning into. So what are some of those unresolved uh, emotional issues or blocks uh, that were left undone? Um, we don't stop serving. What we do stop is trying to find our identity in serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think Jesus, again, is, is, is trying to say, hey, you know, there's more. So don't just look at checking the boxes. Um, we don't stop trying to share the story of Jesus with others. Um, so, but we do want to, at some point when we go through the wall, that will shape the story we share because now we'll be able to add to it this element of, of kind of like what it's like to be healed mm-hmm. and go through that spiritually. Brendan Manning's... Uh, spiritual writer wrote that the wall is a time when we must learn to surrender our will to God's will and trust that he's leading us in the right direction. So again, I think this is a place of surrender. It's a place of trust and it's, and it's not going to be through your uh, willpower through your own, you know, super duper efforts. Um, Mm. This is a place where there's, there's work happening, but it's you and the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit is really trying to illuminate and show you things that, you know, again, maybe we're left undone. 
So I would say again, remember, this is not a bad thing. This, yeah. As you said, it's an invitation. This is a this is a good place to be. It's a hard place to be, mm-hmm. but it's a good place to be. Uh, so one, maybe we would surrender. We want to think about surrendering to God's will, because mm-hmm. we have to recognize that we cannot overcome the wall on our own strength. We need to surrender to God's will. Trust that He's leading us in the right direction. There's a reason He has us up at the wall. Yeah. Saint John of the Cross wrote, "Let go of your plans." The first hour of your morning belongs to God. Tackle the day's work that he charges you with, and he will give you the power and wisdom to deal with it. So again, we don't stop life when we're at the wall, but we do uh, trust that in in our surrendering of our will, that God's will will be done, and Mm. we're we're going to move into these deeper places. I would say, secondly, you know, we need to persevere. Uh, we need to continue, just like I was mentioning earlier, we need to continue to per- pursue our relationship with God. Just because that sense of distance and abandonment is there does not, again, does not mean it's true because it's not true. You are in Christ. So you need to continue to seek that relationship with him. And remember that even though there's that sense, this is ultimately necessary and part and good for your spiritual growth. Hmm. Um, I think suffering well. Um, yeah. The think about the idea that suffering can be part of our discipleship and even our maturity may be new, uh, but it is clearly through the Bible you see suffering as a means to helping people grow. Um, so suffering has a way of shaking kind of our implicit view of ourselves in relation to God and others, and it maybe opens up the possibility of transforming it because suffering suffering is disorientating, mm. right? It it challenges our beliefs about our identity and the way the world works, and even possibly our beliefs about God. Mm. It often disrupts our, disrupts our sense of purpose. It interferes with our goals and our strivings, and it takes those things, maybe those things that we think, hey, this is what is meaningful, and it kind of takes those things away. Um, and in that disruption, there's room and opportunity for growth. So suffering well in this is important. Mm. Um, I think self-reflection, there's an opportunity for that. So spending time in self-reflection, um, examining your life and seeking to identify areas that, um, and, and reasons that m- this might be why you're up against the wall. Um, and you want to be, and you want to examine it because you want to be open to see what God's doing in your life during this time. So you might be surprised to be like, Oh, I did not see that. And now, and that, that time of, you know, kind of self-reflection, you, you might pick up on that. Hmm. And I think, you know, we have to trust in God's plan. Again, there's a reason you're at the wall. So trust in his plan for your life. Even if it feels like this is a period of spiritual darkness, um, have faith that God is using this period, this this wall passage, as an invitation to refine and strengthen you. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a really important idea, is that the wall was not a surprise to God. It's not a surprise to him that you found yourself in this dark night of the soul. As you said, this is like God is intentionally doing something. Even right. stepping back is doing something. And he's, but he's not stepping away to like give you space almost. He's stepping away to invite you forward into yeah, something and different. I, and I would wonder, <clears throat> I think maybe it's not so much he's stepping away. It's he's pulling away the sense that you sure. have of his presence. Sure, because sure, sure. he is, Again, we can't escape the reality that we are in yeah. him and he is in us. But yeah, that kind of that stepping away of his, that uh, sense, that perception of. Um, it's all, it's almost this protection sense because, because at the wall is this, is this feeling of, 
of almost being bare to everything that is coming to these, you know, to, to the emotional state, to, you know, the mental state, to dealing with, with family history, family of origin stuff. And it's almost like what has stepped away is that protection that God gives in those early stages. Yeah. It's almost like the coddling. Yeah. The easy answers, the, here's what's always worked. We'll keep, and this is a moment where God's like, no, we're going, we're going to, we're going to deeper places. Yeah. And so the things that have always worked, you know, may not be part of what will work where we're going. Um, what so. advice would you give for people in terms of how they are relating or engaging with other people while they're at the wall? You need to share your story. Yeah. Um, a key process in transformational change is bringing together two ways of knowing. So there's there's one way is called the explicit knowledge. That's what you would think of as like the things you actually know. So that's the stuff you store in the left side of your brain. It's yeah. all the, you know, knowledge, information. All the facts. The right, data, right. Yeah, yeah. But then there's this idea of implicit relational knowledge, and that's that's what happens on, on the right side of your brain. That's why I would say, hey, go back and listen to these found episodes. But in other words, this is the place where your emotions and identity sit. So there's two ways of knowing. And so we want to have those connect. We want our implicit knowledge and our relational knowledge to connect. And sharing our story helps to do that. So on one level, we interpret our experiences through telling our story to ourselves and others. But on another level, we feel an idea as we hear stories, and that works explicit knowledge into our hearts. Mm. So we, we're connecting, again, the explicit with the implicit, and we're, we're bringing them together. So part of working towards spiritual growth is telling your story about your important relationships with God and others to significant people in your life, like you're bringing up, Jason. So whether it's a trusted person in your small group or a friend um, or someone in your family, someone who will listen to you and give you empathy and hear, um, not try to solve anything, but just try to hear and understand. I think a second part of telling your story, it, it makes implicit experiences, those, again, those things that maybe you're not aware of that you know. You, you f- it's knowledge you feel more than you know. Yeah. Uh, but it, 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 again, it brings it, that into contact with God and others. So there's lots of stuff we have on the left side of our brain, which is like, here's all the stuff again. Here's all the things I, I know, and I know that I know them. But there's things on the right side. I know this can be so confusing. There's things on <laughs> I the know right, that I know them. <laughs> there's things on the right side of the brain that you feel. Yeah. And that and that, so it's, it's like felt knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's hard to articulate, but you, you know it. It's still it's true to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, again, by sharing your story, you're bringing those things together. So um, the idea of like when you share your story, it changes your story. Mm-hmm. Um, so the very act of kind of narrating your ta- talking to your experiences out changes the, your perception of those stories. So have you ever had that moment when you're talking about something and you realize as you're sharing it with someone you trust and receiving empathy, you have that moment where you're like, huh, you know what? I never thought about that. And then, so that just connected your explicit with your implicit knowledge. And Mm. so that changes how you think about yourself and it changes how you think about your situation. And that change uh, through that loving connection with someone in your life uh, can bring about growth and healing. So it also gives the important. Yeah. It also gives an opportunity for God to use another person to love on you and to grow them and to, and to be a part of what they're, what God is doing in them. If you are just isolated, if you're just like, ah, oh, it's just going to be me and God, 
wrestling this out, then it doesn't, yes. it, it, yeah. it, it, it cuts off the ability for other people, you know, to be a part of yeah. your story and what God is doing in them and in you. Right. And I know, and I know certainly true for me. And I would say, uh, when I was at the wall and I would encourage anyone who's feeling like they're at the wall and like, gosh, I sense I need something more for me. That something more was celebrate recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be something to consider. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's, if it's, if there's a lot of stuff in the past that needs really much more healing and restoration than counseling or therapy could mm-hmm. even be helpful. But just in sort of the practices, again, we're not, we're not trying to do this through our willpower and that we're not, you know, again, the idea that, oh, there's a certain set of spiritual disciplines that'll fix all this. Yeah. No, but I, I do think there are some that can help facilitate the listening and, and open yourself up to what the Holy Spirit's mm-hmm. doing with you. So things like silence, solitude, and stillness, where you're, you're just, you're just trying to posture yourself in a place where you can maybe hear and try and understand, Hey, here's what, here's what's at the wall. Here's what I you know, yeah. here's where we're going. Um, reading the Bible, maybe differently, like using Lectio Divina, where it's, where there's much more engagement around what Jesus is saying to you around the passages or something like listening prayer where mm-hmm. you're coming, you're just coming to Jesus and you're just being quiet and like, Hey, this time I'm just going to hear what you have to say to me. Yeah. Um, those might be helpful things to be at the wall. But I think the most important thing is just to not beat yourself up Yeah. <laughs> and to just assume, gosh, again, this is like you said, this is an invitation I'm here. It's hard. It feels hard. It's spiritually difficult. It's emotionally difficult, but it's part of my growth. Yeah. I like, as you were just talking right now, I was thinking of Samuel in his like, speak Lord, your servant is listening after he heard God's call a few times, ignored it a few times or didn't know what it was. But then he said like, I'm, I'm listening. I want to hear and so if you find yourself in all of these descriptors of being at the wall and you haven't quite figured out that you're at the wall yet, but you've been feeling everything as we've talked about, maybe that's a, that, that's that invitation for you to kind of pause and say, okay, speak, Lord, I, I, I'm listening. And, and I wanted to go back, too, to what you said at the very beginning about the cyclical nature of Jesus stages, because you might find yourself at the wall a few different times. In yes. a few different, you know, and God may want to bring up different things and invite you into a a, a a greater sense of being with him in few in different areas of your life. Right. So it's not just you got through the wall. Oh, this is I I have I, I'm experiencing everything in a perfect way in my relationship with God. You know, because God may be like, well, I got something else I want to, you know, wrestle with you about. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I think if you just think about the typical way we grow and develop, I mean, going through the wall as say like a spiritual teenager is going to look different than going through the wall as a parent or an empty yeah. nester or even a grandparent, mm. but it's still part of those stages. Yeah. Um, and and so, still in Jesus. <laughs> and it's all in Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's great. So we'll put links to the show notes below for information on celebrate recovery, as Rob mentioned, um, information on uh, about about our care page at Saddleback. If that's something that the, that you need a little bit more of from what we offer, but um, Rob, anything else that you want to say to people listen about the wall that for, for people who are listening right now? Yeah, I would just say one, relax, uh, and two, have no guilt or shame about this. It is mm-hmm. part of our development. So um, you're in Jesus. 
you are in Christ, stay in your church family, and uh, watch what God does with you in his time, in his way, uh, and uh, experience the good things. That shaft of light on the other side, there's some great things over there. Mm, Love it. Well, thank you, Rob, for talking us through the wall. And uh, friends, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. We'll be back with another new doable discipleship conversation next Tuesday. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.